In today's episode of Anything But Quiet Time podcast with Rochelle and Carter, why did Jesus have to be born in the first place? We'll tackle some pretty hard subjects. We'll even tackle what it may have sounded like that night that he was born in the barn. That and much more next. All right. It is a very special edition of the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. They're almost like pop-up podcasts. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's Kinda just like, like a, just, a pop-up tent or a food truck or something. The, especially because at Christmas time, we want to take advantage of the 12 days of Christmas. What did you say? On the first day of Christmas, my true sent to me. Oh, they have an accent. Actually, I have better. I have a better version that you love, Rochelle. Okay. It's the Christmas of the Friars, Carol of the Friars with all the animals. That's a different song. That's Hark out. That's the Carol of the Bells. It's not even the same. We get a lot of requests for this, believe it or not. Ironically, when the chicken was barking, it sounded like me laughing. <laughs> I was laughing in tune. That's exactly right. Oh, my goodness. We have to have some fun because what we're talking about over these next 12 days uh, is serious. It's it's the story of the reason of Christmas, of Jesus, and the, yes. the things about uh, maybe even behind-the-scenes stories of what you didn't know. It's fascinating. It is very fascinating. You know, okay, so the first day of Christmas uh, our true Lord gave to us, uh-huh. it was a child born to pay our penalty. Instead of a, a partridge in a pear tree, it's a little bit more significant. Oh, just a touch. Just a touch. Yeah. <laughs> to pay our penalty. And I think we got to start with, okay, why did Jesus, why did Jesus have to come in the first place? Mm-hmm. And why do you, why would you say that? If you had, if somebody point blank asked you as a follower of Jesus Christ, if they asked you to tell them, why is this so significant? Oh, it would take me a minute or two because right. I, I like, get can it. Can we have coffee? Yeah, I, we, right. Like, please don't ask me to do this in five seconds. I, I get this. And I, I even still wrestle with this, even though I know the answer. Uh, why can't God just say everything's fine? Everything's, yeah. you know, everything's good. Um, but I guess I look at it like um, if I owed somebody a trillion, a million trillion dollars, mm-hmm. whatever the biggest number you can come up with is. Um, our national deficit. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Um, whatever <laughs> oh. you can come up with is uh, I have to pay it. Right. And I can't. And so I need somebody to to do something. And Jesus comes in essentially and says, I can pay that debt and I will. So let's go back to what you first said. Why can't he just go boom or bibbity bobbity and it's gone? <sighs> it's because... And this is, I guess, where I'm going to get in depth already. Okay. We have to make our own choices, and we do. And I believe that one of the most loving things that God has done is not make us robots. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to just do it over and, okay, no, make it start over. No, make him do that. So he wants us to truly love him. And the fact that we have messed up means that there is a sin. God is the opposite of sin. So that has to be rectified somehow. Yeah. And if that's just out there, it just, and I don't really have an analogy for that, but if that's just out there, it just can't go away on its own. Right. So something has to be done. Bloodshed has to happen. What they did in the Old Testament is what you'll get to about the animals. Mm -hmm. And so there had to be an ultimate sacrifice to do away with just us trying to make up for it by sacrificing an animal every day or every year. And just to clarify what Carter said, I'm, I, I, I know you didn't, like the significance of sin is not even close to the significance of God. So to say that sin is the opposite of God, 
I oh, I yeah. completely got what you were saying. That was like okay, yeah, good versus evil. I mean, if if sin, God well, everything the, that sin is is the opposite of what God stands for. There, oh, I like that. Well, that's okay, just that what I it. I just didn't say the you long said it version. Wrong. I know I said I said the shortened version that I thought you'd read between the lines. You got me all riled up. Honestly, this is good. That we, this is the time. <laughs> this is the advantage of the podcast. Sometimes we say things like that on KSBJ, right? And it's taken the wrong way, even by each other. And so it's good to just be able to have the time to explain it. So thank you for spending the the long version of On Air with us. The, the I podcast. love that. So, yeah. And yes, I could. I easily know this man. I know Carter, so I knew what, what would have been meant. But any person listening to this podcast and going, oh, I never really thought that sin was the opposite of God. Is that true? Is that founded in fact? And, well, and we're trying to get to the bottom of just basics anyway. So it's yeah. good that we're, yeah, we're talking about it's this. It's good. Yeah. And it's, we should never just take uh, anybody's word for it anyway. You know, the scripture even Except tells us. Except for reading Rainbow. <laughs> Study to show yourself approved, scripture tells me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I also have heard it said that if God is just, then he is not going to let any perpetrator get off Mm -hmm, mm scot-free someone has to pay the penalty and he knew that we never could and so he chose to do it for us and it's it's fascinating how god uses symbolism with his people because he made us very visual people he made us very yeah there there are several different ways that we learn there's the auditory way there's visual there's but uh, symbolism honestly it kind of i i think it it hinges on all of the ways that we learn. So whether it was, um, what's the one where you have to, I think it's called kinesthetic. If I'm saying that wrong, I'm so sorry. Teachers, That's the biggest word we've ever used on this podcast. <laughs> Teachers are like, no, she said it wrong. So if I did, <laughs> please forgive me. But it's the one where you actually have to be involved in action and up and around in le- engaged in learning. Okay. That's how you learn. Okay. All right. And then there's auditory. We know that that's when you aren't the one listening to it even, are the one teaching it so you're hearing yourself teaching it that's very auditory and then visual obviously i i think symbolism it can latch into all three of those things because jesus became very present very real and so in that he was kinesthetic for us yeah and he taught many different ways and and shared and expressed all these different ways but one of the things that jesus um, was for us was the perfect sacrifice, the perfect lamb. And from the beginning of time after the world got broken, God made this perfect plan and we broke it because we chose to put ourselves on the throne of God. And that's, instead. you're referring to Adam and Eve. Yep. And uh, a lot of times as a kid, I was, you know, like, well, Adam and Eve had to screw it up. I would have done the same thing in, in some oh, yeah. sort of context. If they hadn't you know? done it, somebody else would have yeah, done exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cain obviously came around. He wasn't feeling able at all. And he wasn't feeling able at all. Do you know what I mean? It was good. He wasn't feeling his brother. I was able. about to do a raising Cain's joke, no. but no, this is that was better. I if, like. That. If you don't know the story of Cain and Abel, they were the the children of Adam and Eve, and the first murder was committed when Cain became very upset with the fact that Abel's sacrifice was received by God and his wasn't, and that's mm. a whole nother line we could go down. Yeah. In terms yeah. of sacrifice, but why sacrifice in the first place? When Adam and Eve chose to disobey. I mean, it goes back to the most, I mean, toddler-esque thing, right? Mommy said no. Daddy said no. Father God said, don't eat of this tree, and they did it. Mm-hmm. They did. Why? The one thing. Because the enemy, the serpent, comes along and tells him, well, God doesn't want you to know that you'll be like him. 
that you'll have understanding. Oh, well, they had understanding afterwards, but it wasn't how they thought it would be. And God knew that it wouldn't be the best plan for them. And he said, don't touch it. But it goes back to that robot thing. Why put the tree there in the first place? Mm -hmm. Because he wanted them to choose obedience. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, before the beginning of time, and this is where my mind always gets blown, God is not according to our timeline, right? So he can enter our timeline at any point where he wants to. Much like an Avenger. Yes. (laughs) He does not work with linear timeline like we do. Right. And he knew from the beginning of time that we would choose something else over him. Mm. But he loved us so much that he had a game plan. He had a he had a plan and it would be himself. It would be his son that would step in for us and 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 pay the penalty. So they disobeyed. What happens after they disobey? They re, they recognize their sin, their nakedness. Mm-hmm. And to cover their their nakedness, what does God do? He makes the first sacrifice. He sacrifices one of his perfect animals that was living in his perfect garden with the perfect setup for mankind. They could eat of any tree. They chose the one that he told them not to. And he sacrificed one of his animals to clothe their nakedness, to cover their sin. And that blood, there is life in that blood. And there is great symbolism there in that life. You cannot live without blood, right? Mm, And so the covering of that animal onto them, it wasn't the perfect sacrifice, but it would do until the next one was needed. And it had to cost the Jewish people when they would sacrifice it. He asked for their first fruits, their first, uh, the firstborn of the animals, you know, the, all the best first, ones, the best. Yeah. I remember some people got in trouble because they were sacrificing the, the runts or the, you know, the, the lowly or whatever. It didn't cost them anything. And it didn't cost them anything. And that was the, that was the point that it costs something. So enter this big plan of it's going to cost Jesus. Yes. His life. Right. So that the, but he's perfect. So that it would just, this mm-hmm. sacrifice would take forever for anybody that accepts it. What's really interesting is that Paul just calls out the law. The law was something that was given to Moses. Um, Moses, this incredible prophet, hailed by the Jewish people today as one of the, you know, the greatest, if not the greatest. Uh, and he was given the Ten Commandments, but along with that, the law, that just, it's all the rules. And Paul, the apostle who had studied this law at great length, he basically says, listen, nobody could obey that law. Mm. And it wasn't until the law got written down that people realized, oh, we've been messing up all over the place. And he said, when you finally recognize I am imperfect, all have sinned and all fall short of the glory of God. Well, who can escape death? No one. And God knew that. And that's why he had a game plan. And it would be his perfect sacrifice his own son, which we know to be a part of the Trinity. There's God, the Father, God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that's... That's, that's why he had to come. Why he had to come. And I, you know, it's it's a little like grandpa. It's kind of interesting in, in, in both ways. Somebody told me once that Jesus is not like your grandpa that winks your sin away. No. You know, you come in and you, I don't know, you snuck in late and your grandpa's like, wink, wink. Right. I did that when I was younger. But what's ironic is he is like your grandpa and that he's going to love you through it no matter what. Yeah. But there's going to be a consequence and he's going to absolutely love you through it. And so we we get to this place where nowadays we just a lot of the the theme, I think even in some Christian circles, to be honest with you, is well, I'm, I'm a good enough person. I mean, I know I do more good than bad. Well, but one bad thing sets us apart from God. Yeah. And so it is the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus 
that once we say he is my only hope, that's the reason he had to come. That's what we cling to today. And why was he the perfect one? Because he was without sin. Yeah. But it also tells us in Hebrews that he he was tempted Uh like man. He went through it. He went through the stuff that we went through like grandpa. He did, but he was without sin. And that is one of the amazing things. When he went to the cross, he took the sin of the world with him. He knew what it meant because he lived through those same temptations he understood. And so when that got nailed to the cross, it died with our sin when we receive him. And then when we raise up, like he rose from the dead, we raise up a new life with Jesus. That's what we do when we get baptized. When we're baptized through the Holy Spirit, it's like, all right, I'm saying no to the old ways. I'm saying yes to new risen life through through Jesus Christ, through his spirit here on this planet until I go and live with him for forever. I'm saying no to me that I don't have to there do you it. Go. I don't have to. I, I, I can't and I, I don't have to. And the pressure's off. And the just pressure's say, off. So you say, so you, what are you going to say at the gates of heaven? You don't say anything. Just uh, Jesus is who he said he was. Uh, he's the only way. He's my only hope of getting in these gates. And the really great thing about it is Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is now. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, I got to wait until I get to the gates. No, he's like, you can enjoy the fruit of my spirit right now. And that is why, wow, when we talk about Jesus being the greatest Christmas present ever, the greatest present that we can carry through with us 365 days a year, uh, that's why it's so amazing because in the midst of distress, we can grab hold of peace that goes past any human thought can handle understanding, right? It's great that we can, yeah, live out heaven here on earth, including the Carol of the Friars. Stop it. So What is the... Uh, it's like so musical. Stop it. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Looking forward to 11 more uh, these yes. episodes listening to the Carol of the Friars. Tomorrow it'll be two. <laughs> it'll, it'll Day be, two. And we can play this song twice? We get, No. Oh, okay. Hopefully you'll be past this. Okay, well, well, we'll see about that. Thanks for spending time with us.